Hi everybody, welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. Gab, what are you drinking? Beer. Drinking beer. <sighs> More specifically. Just here, drinking beer. What are you drinking? Why, why won't you tell me specifically what beer you're drinking? I don't know. I'm not in the mood. Okay. Woman's got to have some secrets. Yeah, I, I feel like I've been sharing too much with you recently. <laughs> like what? I don't know. Okay. I am drinking Chaucer's Mead. Mead? Mm-hmm. Mead. Wow. So, did anything happen in NWSL this week? Yes, it did. Sorry. I'll try not to be too... All right. The Boston Breakers beat Portland 2 nothing on Sunday. I was there. Yeah, sure, Boston. Okay. I'll take it. I mean, on the one hand, Portland desperately needed the points, and they are my second team. And Boston didn't have anything really to gain by winning, except, you know, the pride of winning. But on the other hand, Boston won, and I like it when Boston wins. And I want Boston to win above all other things. I really don't have anything other to say than that. It's just like, in the second half, we got... <laughs> you don't have anything else to say. I was like, sweet, this is going to be like 30 seconds. But now you're going to get into your play-by-play. -play. Not play-by-play, -play, but like, in the second half... Portland definitely had the brunt of the momentum. They were they were just going for it, you know. As as well they they should at this point in the season with playoffs on the line. And uh we got kind of lucky here and there. And the Boston defense started finally paying Alyssa Nair back for all the shit that has happened to her this season. Like that life debt that they owe Alyssa Nair, they started paying it back with a bunch of line clearances and you know, we gutted it out, we had a little luck, we finally won. Too bad, it doesn't mean shit. Except that Gab now will have to pay upon a debt, which will come at the end of the show, and I guarantee you're going to enjoy this one. Okay, moving on. Do you have fun with that? Sorry, thank you for letting me do that. I... Look, we, we've had so little to enjoy this season. <laughs> You've done this to me! twice what do you mean we've had so little yeah i've done it to you twice but that means like two out of what five wins this season Is it yeah five? and they both come at my expense my personal your expense. personal expense i'm sure the, the the actual thorns the players on the team who played in the game don't didn't have anything at stake here professionally emotionally now you're just making me feel like shit not only did you have a nice little soliloquy at the beginning, but now you're making me feel like shit. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. Do you want to talk about any of the other games? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, unfortunately, at this point, we know two teams are out of the playoff race. Uh, Houston Dash and the Boston Breakers. Um, so Boston <laughs> can continue to just kick ass as they go through their season. I think they have Chicago next. Yeah, we have Chicago, then Houston. Um, and you know when there's like nothing left on the line you can finally just say fuck it fuck it just beat we're, chicago we're please. we're like a just... we're like a divorcee who finally realizes life is for the living and so you know we go on vacation with our girlfriends have a bottle of wine and get our groove back so if you continue to get their group back in chicago tomorrow night uh that would be fan fucking tastic 
Other games that happened this week, uh, Boston went to Kansas City and lost uh, two to one. Uh, FC Casey, God, that that game like almost got rained out. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They were on like a lightning watch or something like that until almost midnight. And uh, yeah, they played 45 minutes, and somehow that counts as a full match. That yeah, I don't think 45 minutes should be long enough to constitute a full match. I think it needs to be at least 70. Because I, things change so drastically agree. between halves, right? I completely agree. I thought, I thought, I I had not realized that NWSL rules were that all you had to do is play 45 minutes and that counts as a full match. Um, when I went to Maryland to watch the uh, Thorns um, spirit game, we were also on a weather delay for a little while, and I had thought that I had read that the match had to play at least to the 60th minute in order to be counted. Yeah, things change so drastically between two halves. You see it time and time again. A team's going down, and they come out in the second half. I'm not saying that's what have happened, but we were never given the chance to find out. So I don't think that scoreline is fair. Sure. Um, I mean... To add salt in the wound, uh, FC Casey made it like secured home field advantage in the playoffs with that win, um, which oh. you know uh, they they were headed that direction anyway. It's not like Spirit and, or Portland or Chicago or Sky Blue are really like chomping at the bit and making an end of the season like <laughs> blitz to get all the points. But yeah, it's just one of those like really weird. It only takes 45 minutes, like you call this pro sports sort of thing. Although, even if they had called the game off and scheduled a replay, I don't have any faith that it would happen, because they scheduled a replay for an earlier game that was canceled. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. It was a sky blue... Uh, was it a Houston? sky blue... Yeah, so they rescheduled that, or they said they would, and it never happened. So, I mean, I guess... I don't know. This league has just been... It's too ramshackle right now. There needs to be more consistency. There needs to not be cooling breaks announced near the end of the season. There has to be, you know, rules that make people feel like the league is solid and real and has authority and... I mean, how much of that do you think just takes time, though? Establishing rules and following them? Case. No, I mean, they have rules. We, they ha- Like, had any of us met, memorized the handbook, we would have known the 45-minute deal. The I only guess... new rule that they've introduced is cooling breaks. And that's for the safety of the players. So you can't necessarily speak ill of cooling breaks. No, it's not the cooling break itself. We said this on the last podcast. Like, It's not the cooling break itself that anybody has a problem with. It's that they implemented it so late in the season. Absolutely. You know, and they're... Like, I, think, I think that's the only inconsistency, though, that we, we have a firm grasp on this year. This league has just felt, I'm not going to say wildly inconsistent, but the league feels so... On the one hand, yes, it is kind of like, even though you establish statutes or whatever, you still have to work through common law and establish precedents through that, and eventually you know, things kind of go from there. So, yeah, on the one hand, there's that. But on the other hand, this is not even as complicated as the interplay between common law and 
and statutes created by a legislature. It's not that complicated. It's a sports league. And it's not I really even the first... enjoy that you just took it to that level. It's not even the first uh, pro-women's soccer sports league. There's been sufficient framework established before now such that these things should not happen. There's plenty I'm, of precedent. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to find out how long WPS games had to go before they were called. I feel like it was seven minutes. Long... Maybe I'm wrong. This is just... I can barely remember what happened last month, so I'm not going to remember what the rules were from WPS. Oof. But, okay, so so I'm not, I'm not defending the league as much as I don't really see how the league is being inconsistent. Um, I don't really see how they... I don't see how they've gotten better over last year. Like this still seems like a startup. Um, and last year I was willing to forgive a lot of stuff because I have a soft spot for startups. Um, I, I love the process of figuring this shit out, but I feel like they're not figuring out the right shit. So one thing they have, they've shown progress on is the streams. I at least appreciate that. Like everybody having at least demanding everyone have a high-dev stream. Now, whether the team provided an actual high-dev stream is, you know, actually a question. Right. That's whether a question of fact, which can be resolved by looking at the stream. reliable and consistent are two different things. But, you know, at some point there needs to be there needs to be somebody holding these teams accountable. But, I mean, this year we did see the emergence of the disciplinary committee. Yeah, the Shadow Disciplinary Committee, which no one knows anything about. Right, but still, we, we saw it. Yeah, I guess I would say that's generally a fair assessment that the league is growing. So, you know, FCKC Boston, they play half a game. FCKC gets all three points. Uh, totally, totally fun, totally legit. The other game that happened actually earlier in the evening was scheduled for later, but actually ended up getting over earlier, was uh, Houston Dash. We're at Seattle. Um, I actually didn't watch this one. Uh, were you able to? Do you have any any commentary about uh, about this particular match? It was the usual suspects. It was Bev Goble, Neho, yep. and Kim Little. Totally a surprise. Totally a surprise attack from anybody else in the league. Nobody ever would have called that it was those three who would be scoring goals. Nope, never, no one. Um, so yeah, that uh, that match secured Seattle. Was that when Seattle won the home field advantage? The NWSL Shield. Yeah, I th yeah, I think that was when they got the shield. Yeah, I think I think that's when they they secured the shield. So they won the league in 2014. Yeah, tons of fun. Shit tons of fun up in Seattle. Uh, and then we fast forward to the weekend. Uh, Saturday was a host of different games. Um, we had the Red Stars beat FC Casey. FC Casey rested or had injuries or something and didn't play uh, their normal squad, which, fine, uh, when you are number two in the playoffs and you have home field advantage in the playoffs, why why not rest your players? Yeah. Um, but that gave Chicago an opening now. They're nipping at the heels of the Portland Thorns. We're nipping at the heels of the uh, Washington Spirit. So it just it just creates an environment of more drama. Um, and that's what all women's sports needs are is a little bit more drama. Yeah, actually, I think this playoff race is a really good thing, like in a macro sense. 
to happen because it's just like, well, now so many games have importance, have a lot of implications for playoffs. That's kind of what you want. You don't want... Um, there's room for a lot of different stories. So you have your Reign, who are like just all the way in, never really looked too troubled. Um, and then I, you I have think this... I called it from like week four. Yes, yes, we established that this is already your fault. Hate myself. I know. Hate myself every day. Um, and then you have like this scramble for the last two spots between Spirit Thorns and Chicago. So, yeah, there's there's room for all kinds of different stories. I'm just glad that different kinds of exciting stories are being told because stories are what suck people in and get them emotionally involved and get them to invest in a league. So yes, on that sense, it's very exciting. In the other sense, like the micro personal sense, oh boy, this is really stressful. F- this, this sucks, donkey balls. I mean, I'm, I, I hate mean, it. I hate it. I hate all of it. I, I, I want a crystal ball so bad. Um, so Chicago beats FC Casey. So Chicago now has two matches left. Um, they play us, uh, Boston, the Breakers tomorrow night. Um, probably before this podcast comes out. So if they beat the Breakers, if they get three points... Um, they will they leapfrog the Thorns. Leapfrog Portland. Uh, and then they play one more match uh, this coming weekend against Western New York Flash, um, who are have not been eliminated yet, but are on the verge. Um, yeah. And if they win that, they could potentially leapfrog uh, the Spirit into third place and play FC Casey. Yeah, so for, that's that's the, the Chicago Stars position. For Chicago, I mean, for the Western New York Flash to advance, they have to win both their remaining games. So that's against Sky Blue and Chicago. And on top of that, uh, Chicago, Portland, and the Spirit have to take some key losses here and there. So the other games were Dash and Sky Blue, this game was fun, mostly because of Nadia Nadim. She has had just she hasn't been here the whole season, but she's you know the game she's been here for, she's been fun. She got the hat trick, right? She got the hattie, yeah. So what's her story? Have we talked about her story? Everybody must have read it by now. Nadia Nadim is like the inspirational story this season. She grew up in Afghanistan. The Taliban executed her father. She and her family fled, like, in the back of a truck, like, in the middle of the night, and they were supposed to be going to London to meet up with extended family, I think, but they ended up in Denmark, and they settled down there. She, They eventually gained citizenship. Um, Nadine Nadim turned out to be one hell of a footballer. Long story short, started at the bottom, now we here. So, oh, and she's studying to become a doctor. At the same time as she plays pro football. So she might be awesome. Who knows? She might be the coolest cat in the league this year. She might be she might be that story. She might she um, might be the coolest cat in the league, actually, you're right. Yeah. I, I have I have a feeling that that she she would be. Um and then Spirit tied the rain one one. Yeah, that must have been a, a fun match. Um, it was the spirit, fun. The Spirit benched a few of their normal starters, but not quite to the same extent uh, FC Casey did. And, or the Rain. The Rain benched a few of their starters, uh, normal yeah. starters, not quite to the extent FC Casey did. But um, 
The spirit had to make the trip without Harris, uh, who's suffering from a concussion or concussion symptoms or something. I don't know. Yeah. It might be taboo to call it a concussion. But held on. Uh, held on held on for the win. So, you know, the spirit moving up, kind of not really securing that third place spot, but uh, making it theirs and somebody else is going to have to come in and steal it from they, them. They almost walked um, away and with then three points. On, yeah, it, go ahead. It was really close. They almost walked away with three points. Um, it they took, almost did. It took Kim Little coming in for the last 22 minutes and just being like, uh, you know, and then Pow did her Kim Little business, so yeah, it was close for Seattle. Yeah, and Seattle's had a few matches like that this year where they've they've had to find a fire deep inside somewhere where they then uh, turn it on, turn it around, and 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 you know come out guns a blaze in the last like ten or fifteen minutes, um, which is fine because they they have the capacity to be able to do that. Not many teams in this league have that ability. And then uh, we already talked about it on Sunday. We had the Boston Breakers hosting Portland Thorns, and they were really horrible hosts and uh, whomped them. Air. Um, uh, people have been comparing her to. I, I actually got text messages from my coworkers being like, uh, "When did Tim Howard put on a Alyssa Nair costume and take the field? Because what was it? Twelve saves." Uh, I think they were saying 10 official saves, but it felt like 500. It was ridiculous. Like, shots were being blocked off the line. She was just going out and robbing players, you know, before they were able to get settle the ball. It, it was it was heartbreaking. A lot um, of Alyssa it was, Nair's... It was, it was absolutely heartbreaking Was it heartbreaking or was it amazing? A lot of it her work... It was heartbreaking. Absolutely. I gave you your, like, three minutes at the A end. lot of her work wasn't even making saves. It was coming out and intercepting crosses. It was Play horrible. It was horrible. In. It was risky. It was ill-advised. I, I it... want to write an angry letter. She's gotten better about coming off her line, as we saw in this last game. It paid off. Um, it paid off big time for us. And yeah, the, the league stats say officially 10 saves. Whatever. So Officially 10 so, saves felt like 1,000. Whatever. So in, in a league where we have Nadine Onger, Hope Solo, uh, Nicole Barnhart, Ashlyn Harris, Jill Lloyden, uh, Karina LeBlanc, Aaron McLeod, it took Alyssa Nair, who isn't even... Really, I mean, she is a pl pool player for the U.S. Women's National Team, but she doesn't get consistent calls up. Um, she had a she she pulled out a performance that got uh, the the media's attention and and the first uh, goalkeeper player of the year or player of the, of the week. Uh, player of the week. I mean, in my heart, she's player goalkeeper of the year anyway. So. Well, yeah, I think a lot of people could make make a case for that, um, but she didn't win like the Golden Glove or anything like that. No, Hope Solo is probably going to win the Golden Glove. Right. She she can't win it because she has so many goals scored against her. She she might break 100 saves this season. I think her previous record is 99 saves. It was in WPS. So we're at 86 now? No. We are at uh, 95. Uh, the New site has Nair at 95 saves, and we've got two more games to go. So you could easily conceive that she will get at least another five saves. She's got 95 saves. She's faced 146 shots on goal. It's been a rough season for Alyssa Nair, even though she's come out of it pretty much shining like a diamond, I think. Can you see how many saves the next uh, most is? 
the next most saves in the league after the Nair 95 by Listener is Aaron McLeod at 79. So number one, Listener 95 saves in 22 games. Aaron McLeod 79 saves in 18 games. Nicole Barnhart has 71 saves in 22 games. Yeah, Barnhart also has Becky Sauerbrunn in front of her. Yeah. So, Barney and Nair have played the same number of games, and Nair has had to make 24 more saves than her. Which, I guess, spread out over season is actually not that bad. 24 more saves over 22 games. No, it's one more 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 save save a game. game. It's not bad at all. Mm. You know who might give Hope a bit of a run for her money in Golden Glove terms? Barney might. KK? Really? Barney? Yeah, because Barney Hope has thirteen. Hope would hate that. Hope has thirteen wins, and Barney has eleven wins. Barney has over two hundred more minutes in goal than Hope, and Barney has eight shutouts. Hope has five shutouts. Oh, Barney's gonna cradle rob Hope Solos. That's not what Shut cradle up. rob means. <laughs> She's gonna rob the cradle of Hope Solo, where the cradle is where Hope's dreams and the golden glove yes. is? is that the metaphor yes. that you're trying to make that's where it? that's that's where the golden you're gloves. you're like drax the destroyer trying to make a metaphor and failing <laughs> don't know who that is anyway okay. so let's look so... at the standings let's look at the standings so seattle fckc whatever but so three four and five are spirit thorns and red stars respectively spirit are at 35 points thorns 33 red stars 31 and red stars have a I game know. in hand on the other two so I mean, out of those three, who do you think are going to make it into the the two slots? Portland and DC. I'm sticking by what I said last time. I think DC is going to be one of them. Um, but between Chicago and Portland, Portland is playing the Rain. That's their last game. Their last game of the season. I mean, do you think maybe you guys could send like a a chocolate basket and a nice note to Laura Harvey and ask her like <laughs> Hey, you know, you guys have already made it, so if you could just be cool about this. We know. can do it on our own accord. Okay, we, sure. We can do it without. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, they're already they're already shipping uh, Jess Fishlock off. Not permanently. Yeah, but Jess Fishlock's not going to be here for this game. Because she has international duty. Exactly, they're shipping But you know away. what? Jess Fishlock has not necessarily been the person on whom games have turned recently. Yeah, but we get we don't like Fishlock here in Portland. I know you don't. So yeah, I think I think Chicago uh, it's theirs for the taking. They need to they need to show up, play consistently. Um, they have a lot of injuries on the latest injury report, so it might be a little bit harder for them to play consistently. But you know, but... again, it's theirs. It's it's more or less theirs for the taking. Uh, DC. You know, they they just need to need to keep their heads up. Uh, not entirely sure if they're going to get Ashton Harris back for the last game. Um, again, if if they can pull together a consistent match, you know, they they might be the team in there. Um, and then probably one of the most inconsistent teams in the NWSL this year, the Portland Thorns. Um, if they could continue this theme of inconsistency, they could potentially pull out a win against the Seattle Reign. And uh, if DC loses, the Thorns could make third place and they could go to FC Casey. And I could get to see the Thorns in a playoff match, um, which would be delightful. I mean, why not? 
root for the Thorns to beat Seattle now, because if they make it to playoffs, in order to win the whole shebanga bang, they're gonna have to beat Seattle anyway, probably. Yes? Yeah, they've gotta be they've got some they've gotta figure out how to beat Seattle. Because so far Chicago's been the only team that's been able to do that. Chicago faces us, Boston, and Western New York, so I could easily see them picking up six points. They're playing both at home. So yeah. it's a it's a pretty good setup for Chicago. Washington's playing Sky Blue FC. That one actually based on Sky Blue's scoring recently on the back of Nadia Nadim, I could see that I could see that coming as a loss for Washington actually if they if they don't keep it together. So I just don't know. I just don't know. It's all very exciting. But, uh, but you know what? what if, the if the Thorns get actually? if the Thorns get knocked out of playoff contention, they really mm -hmm. only have themselves to blame. Can we can we not do that? What if scenario? Can we just talk about the what if scenario of like the spirit don't earn three points. Mm -hmm. Chicago only earns two points Wait, and so the Thorns beat Seattle. That's the only that's the only scenario that I would really Would you prefer want to, to play FCKC or Seattle in the first in the semis? Would you would you prefer to play FCKC in semis and hit Seattle in the final? Is that what you Yeah. Okay. I think that'd I mean, be pretty exciting. Yeah, I, I I would prefer to do that. Okay. But in order to do that, the Thorns need to come third, right? Correct, because... and the Thorns need to beat Seattle once. Yeah. Okay. Imagine what that final would be like, man. I mean, it's going to be at Starfire, right? Which is fine, as I prefer Starfire over Memorial. I don't know. I prefer Memorial, actually... On the assumption that they would open up the other side to bring the stadium to full capacity. Just logistics are logistics. And, sure. And they tried to get C-Link, but it just was not going to happen because the C-Link had to be prepared for whatever. Yeah, the NFL whatever wanky was like the whatever. next week or something like that. Oh, whatever. And the defending champions, Seattle Seahawks, like they... They're not going to give up their, their pitch for, uh, for a bunch of girls who are kicking a soccer ball around. So um, I so okay. Yeah. Assuming your final four are Rain, FC Casey, Spirit, and Thorns, who do you mm -hmm. see winning? In your heart, I mean, not not in your heart, in your head. Who do you yeah, see winning? Yeah, my my heart and my head aren't that far separated these okay. days. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Thorns. I think the Thorns can. Vero's gonna sit down, have a heart to heart with Sink, and with their powers combined, they're gonna pull Anger into it. They're then gonna like be this amazing trifecta of cap world captain 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 planet powers and fix all of the bad things that are going on with the thorns okay i wouldn't mind seeing a thorns win actually i would quite enjoy it they're my second team it's just you know this final is the reigns to lose just like this season has been the reigns to lose it's they're yeah. they're just they're quietly terrifying Laura Harvey has wrought some kind of hellmouth confluence of talent and performance in Seattle. Uh, so speaking of playoffs, this kind of leads nicely into our next topic, which is the friendly against Switzerland. Some good timing on that one, eh? Eh? Yeah. It's it's almost like uh, U.S. soccer doesn't actually know anything about the NWSL. No, that's that's completely unsurprising. That the left hand wouldn't wouldn't know or wouldn't fucking care what the right hand is doing. 
Yeah, they they basically just don't care. I mean, granted, it's a FIFA date, but there are two freaking days that are yeah, FIFA dates. But the point of a FIFA date is so that if you have something necessary, like you put it on the FIFA date, so that teams can't like you know spite you and hold their player back. You don't right. have to use the FIFA date. It's it's like uh, a coupon for an extra cheeseburger. You don't have to use it. Oh, this is America. We want all the cheeseburgers. Ugh. U.S. Soccer wants all the cheeseburgers, a.k.a. dollars from a friendly. Why not? They sold out a 10,000-seat stadium. Yeah. You know, they get that money, prestige, they rack up some statistics for veteran players instead of new players who should get called in to, you know, fight for some spots. (laughs) I like Hope Solo's gonna get her sh- Hope Solo's gonna get her shutout record and carrying North Carolina. Maybe. Maybe Switzerland will surprise us. Maybe we'll have an Algarve Cup repeat. That would be embarrassing. Wouldn't that be embarrassing? <laughs> Stop. Don't say stuff like that. Yeah. So this friendly is scheduled for August twentieth. That's a Wednesday, midweek. First of all, great, midweek. Second of all, August twenty third is semifinal one. August 17th is the end of the season. And she called out players from both Thorns and Rain who have a game on the 17th. Thorns have a lot riding on this game. Yes. Yes. From the Thorns, she called up Allie Long and Alex Morgan, who are both probably going to play a full 90 for Portland. Yeah. And then. If they don't, I'm burning it to the ground. Yeah. From the Rain, she called up Pino and Sid, which has less implication and hope. And hope. That, that has much less implications for that team. Let's be real. I don't think they're going to be rested, but they could be rested. Uh, Pino is probably not going to play a full 90. And she could. I could see Sid playing only 45. So that has fewer implications <laughs> for um, the spirit. I mean, the rain. But for the Thorns, yeah, that's huge. And then the other game is Breakers-Houston Dash. Um, I was hoping Alyssa Nair might get a call-up based on her whiz-bang performance in the last game. But... You know, I guess that performance counts as much as a fart in a jam jar to Jill Ellis, so whatever. Who knows? Maybe maybe the paperwork was put in before Sunday. Maybe. But you know what? It's not just on the last game, though. Alyssa Nair has proven that she's worthy all season long. All How many goals, How many goals does she have long. scored against her? That's not entirely her fault. We gotta talk I, about... I completely agree, but I'm, I'm just... It's I'm like 50-some goals against, I think. But... Any coach who was actually watching would know sometimes your defense lets you get hung out to dry, and when that defense is Boston defense, sometimes it becomes a lot. It becomes rather consistent. I forgot how many oh, times I've like tweeted this season at Alyssa Nair deserves better, because she does. So, yes. And you know what? Do you think, it's she, only a... do you think she would ever leave Boston? I hope not, but I can easily see a lot of teams vying for her, especially back in Germany. Yeah, she was over there for a while. She had a pretty awesome uh, little career over there. It was pretty good. I think Potsdam liked her. This, I mean, we we are not playing a game with any playoff implications, and she Jill Ellis only called up a 19-woman roster with two goalkeeping spots. Why not call in Alyssa Nair? Does Paul Rogers hate her? Did Alyssa Nair punch Paul Rogers' dog in the face or something? What is happening? I believe so. I believe that is probably the best uh, answer to that question. Um, yeah, so this roster, it's its not surprising in the least. I guess the, the, the surprising component of the, the U.S. Women's National Team roster um, is that there are no surprises. 
Um, yeah. You would you would expect uh, some younger players. You would expect some of the standouts from the NWSL. Maybe maybe uh, Ellis is hoping to to trap them around uh, Rochester and and Salt Lake before the qualifiers. Um, doubt it, but maybe. Um, I I just. I, I would hope at this point U.S. Soccer would be reaping the benefits of having NWSL, of having all of these players choose to come back to the United States, play in this league, and would give a few of them a chance. And unfortunately, they're they're really operating with blinders on since Tom left. They're really playing it safe, um, going after the, the 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 trophy with with players that they know and they they trust, um, which is a little bit unfortunate as a as a U.S. Soccer fan. I mean, this is a fucking recipe for an injury. She called out from FC Casey, Brune, uh, Cheney, and A-Rod, who then have to play in a semifinal game three days later. That's not a game where they can rest. They're going to be required. So, you know, unless she doesn't play one or all of them in the game. So you can like, see your like st- at what point? At what point do you think players are saying something? I mean, we're, we're we see this, and we're we're completely 100% removed from the situation. But at what point do you think uh, a player like uh, Christian Press or a player like A Rod or Lauren Cheney are saying they're going like, um, excuse me, like what is this? The real question then that begs the question then, who would feel secure enough to bring that up? Because this team. Has, it's, it's been impressed on them over years and years and years. You can lose your position at any second. Not that I think anybody actually believes that, because based on you know who gets called in over and over and over again, regardless of performance. But it's impressed on them. Like competition is supposed to be the lifeblood of this team. So yeah, where's where's the competition though? So who's gonna feel secure enough to say no? Actually, I would like to decline this call up so that somebody else deserving gets a look. Yeah. Who is going to say that? Carly Lloyd. You know, honestly, I would like to see Abby Wambach say that. She's a leader. Right? She's been playing for a long time. She's kind of in the sunset of her career. She's heading for retirement. This is a game that doesn't mean anything to her. There's no record for her to break. I would love to see Abby Wambach say, you know what? I'm going to stay with my team because we're pushing for a last playoff spot. Unlikely, but it could happen. And so I'd like to see you call up a young player who deserves it and should get a look from the team, a chance to perform on a national stage. That's what I'd like. It's not going to happen, but there I, you are. I completely agree. I completely agree. It would be nice in this utopian world where <laughs> if somebody pulls a Rudy or pulls up Rudy's teammates and goes to the coach's office and says, no, coach, I'm not going to play this game and puts down their jersey so that somebody else deserving of a spot uh, has that opportunity, um, but unfortunately, where we, the the way U.S. soccer has has structured itself, we we do not live in this in this cinematic world. No, actually, you want to know what cinematic example I was thinking of? Hmm. Mighty Ducks too. I don't recall. You remember when their best player Adam Banks, the rich kid, he hurt uh, a player like slashed his wrist and it was hurt, and he was benched. But then, like, in the last big game, he came back. It was like the pain was gone. And Coach Bombay was like, I'm sorry, we have a full roster. And so Joshua Jackson's character steps up and is like, he can have my spot, Coach. Because he understand he understood that Banks was a better player than he was. Much better. And so it was, for the, it was best for the team if he stepped down. And like, hmm. gave the team its best chance to win. Hmm. Yeah. 
That is a very good example. Anyway. So t- today, record day, the U-20s just beat China PR 3 nothing. I didn't get to watch the whole game. I did get to watch some of it. Lindsay Horan had a great game. Rose Lavelle had a pretty good game. She had uh, one finish that I saw that was great, off an assist by Horan. The U-20s advance to quarterfinals, and I believe they're going to play uh, North Korea in quarterfinals. That's the winner of Group A. Um, the other team that I'm watching is Canada. They also advance, and they're going to play Germany, I think, in the quarterfinals. So things are starting to heat up. I think Canada-Germany could be interesting if Canada Canada can pull it together. We'll see. And USA-North Korea could be interesting because North Korea has a lot of good young talent coming up. That's a That's an impressive team. I suppose when you live in a state where you need to win or your family gets sent to a concentration camp, you would perform to the best of your abilities. So that's the U-20s. That's the U-20s. Such a good little concise uh, description. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, We wanted to talk about Jess Fishlock um, missing half of next year's NWSL season. She might not be because the rain statement says she's going to be back in April. The FFC Frankfurt statement says she'll be back in June, and I Power haven't seen play. any. I haven't seen any clarification between the two. Just speculation that this is Frankfurt, like trying to push for all they're worth. But I think Seattle's gonna be like, no, no, April. She's back here on U.S. soil. Yeah, it's really amazing how an NWSL GM um, slash coach can uh, work out such deals where players don't miss half of a NWSL season. Yeah, so Fishlock's going to be gone in Germany. I think there are rumors that a Seattle Reign defender might also be headed to Germany at some point, but I haven't heard anything about it yet. We might hear it by the time this podcast drops. I I mean, what I think most people were interested in with the scheduling is that I think it brought up a lot of questions about NWSL schedule in 2015. We don't don't know what it is going to be yet, but the owners had a meeting, right? Yeah, I believe uh, a week ago, um, a week ago yesterday, Cheryl Bailey was on an ESPN2 broadcast uh, here in Portland and uh, said that within the next seven to ten days, the the schedule for NWSL 2015 would be announced. Um, now, I didn't interpret that as the schedule of game by game, but I interpreted that as we would at least understand what impact the World Cup would have on the 2015 NWSL schedule, um, whether or not the, it would be a split season, whether or not NWSL would play through, um, whether or not there would be a break, uh, or if we would play you know, completely after the, the World Cup. Uh, that's the type of that's the level of information that that I'm hoping comes out of this uh, most recent uh, ownership meeting, which I believe has been happening this week. Hopefully, 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 we'll we'll hear uh, that that level of detail soon. I mean, the options being what a shortened season or regular length season, but with a big gap in the middle. So I think those are the two options there. We'll see. Maybe there's a third one. Well, I think I think the third option is just play fucking through it, man. Oh, yeah. The third option being, like, just go to the reserve. Although, in that case, I would assume that teams would be allowed to call up players from the reserves. And actually pay them? 
yeah, you know, people smarter than us, people who get paid more than us, uh, are are making those decisions. Hopefully this week, and hopefully um, the rest of us will uh, be informed of said decisions soon. Uh, it would be nice to know soon, especially since teams are starting to ask people to renew season memberships. Oh, true. Yeah, the breakers sent out an email asking people to renew their season tickets, and it's like, well, what's your schedule going to be like next year? I mean, I'm going to do it. I think a lot of season ticket holders are like, yeah, I don't care what the schedule's going to be. I'll buy another season ticket. That's uh, the nature of season membership, but it would be nice. It would be nice to know how many games we're getting. Yes, for the price. Um, yeah, what the price is, how many games we should expect. So, Gab, are you ready to pay up on our bet? It's not mm. over. It's never what? over. A what bet? Well, a slap we... bet? You wish. We Is made... it a singing bet? No. We made another bet on the outcome of a Boston-Portland game. And this time, I asked you if Boston won to recite a speech from the notebook to a picture of Kim Little. <sighs> okay. So, Gab, do you have your picture of Kim Little up? Nope. I, I don't. You... I would like you to be looking at a picture of Kim Little. God damn this. it! How many... I told you, I sent you an email with the picture of Kim Little I wanted you to use. You realize I'm not even going to be looking at this picture because I'm going to be looking at That's the fine. YouTube clip That's that you fine. sent me. And I, oh, That's fine God. as long as the picture is up and Kim is looking at you. You are the worst. I know. All right. So, for the record, Kim Little took a really awkward picture holding a soccer ball next to a tree. We'll post a link to it in the show if I can find it again. Um, and I am having Gab... Well, it's in our email. It is in our email. Yeah. And I'm having this picture stare at Gab while she delivers... Ryan Gosling's impassioned speech from close to the end of the notebook to Rachel McAdams. Gab, take it away. This is the most stupid thing I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> well, that's what we do. We fight. You tell me when I'm being an arrogant son of a bitch, and I tell you when you're being a pain in the ass, which you are 99% of the time. I'm not afraid to hurt your feelings. You have like a two-second rebound rate. And then you're back doing the next pain in the ass thing. So it's not going to be easy. It's going to be really hard. We're going to have to work at this every day. But I want to do it because I want you. I want all of you. Forever. You and me. Every day. Will you do something for me? Please? Just picture your love for me. 30 years from now. 40 years from now. What's it look like? If it's with him, go. Go! I lost you once. I think I can do it again. If I thought that's what you really wanted, but don't you take the easy way out. What easy way? There is no easy way. No matter what I do, somebody gets hurt. Would you stop thinking about what everyone else wants? Stop thinking about what I want, what he wants, what your parent wants. What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. What do you want? God damn it, what do you want? <laughs> Thank you, Gav. You're horrible. You are a horrible, horrible human being. Even if your performance was awful, it was just not <sighs> it was not gosling esque. <laughs> That's the best you're gonna get. I I wanted you to have your hand over your heart, your fist in the air, really just but oh sucked all the pathos out of it. So, Gab, I consider our debt paid. That's it for us this week. I hope you enjoyed 
Gab attempting to earn a Razzie yes, for because... worst performance. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm dead inside, alright? Okay.